Dr. Allison Bremner here with Cultivating Success. This podcast is geared towards young docs and students, but also other chiropractors about business and success. Today, I have my favorite guest on here, Dr. Noor Jabara, and we're going to be talking about what happens in practice that can kind of bog you down. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. So we've been talking recently kind of about, um, I would say both of us were sort of in like a little bit of a dip last month. And um, now looking back, I can see what happened mentally for me personally. And I think that you had a, also had that b- different way of approaching it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, things they don't teach you in school, right? Of like how to deal with the struggles and the right the dips in practice and in business. So it's been a fun learning experience for me. What I would say is over the past 15 years, anytime there's a dip in the office or things are not going well, it almost always is some sort of perspective in the way you're mentally seeing the office. And, you know, I really like personality tests. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I like to test my associates and test myself to understand, you know, how things work and how you see the world. And so the Enneagram test, I think, is my favorite test to see how you view the world and, you know, especially when things go wrong. I personally am an eight. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, I'm a one. And, you know, uh, Colby was an eight as well, my last associate. And eights can sometimes not get along. They're they're known as challengers, mavericks. But if they have the same vision, they can really get along. This also helps in your um, relationships. So Nora and I have been looking at our relationships and how ones and eights work together. And for me, uh, th- my biggest fear, or eights biggest fear is being controlled, having someone else control you. And when I feel that happening, um, I sort of just like back up into the distance and just kind of creep away and like really detach because I don't want someone to have control. Yeah. For me, uh, being an Enneagram one, a big thing about that is having a very strong sense of mission and feeling like you have a big responsibility and a big duty to do something massive. It also has a lot to do with being morally right, you know, right versus wrong. Am I doing the right thing? Am I making a mistake? And that can definitely be hard in practice, especially when things aren't going well, because I can dwell on what did I do wrong? What was the mistake? You know, how how do I fix this? And it can be really stressful. Um, It's definitely led me to a mental breakdown or two. (laughs) Um, But learning more about it and figuring out how to navigate it um, is really helpful when things get hard. Yeah. And we'll get into this later. First, we'll talk about practice and then we can talk about like our personal relationship and understanding each other. I think um, even if your partner is not, you know, chiropractor or not in business with you, it's really helpful to kind of see how they see the world and understand why they're doing things. So specifically talking about in practice. So for me, um, sometimes chiropractic can feel controlling. And what I mean by that is, you know, you hear a lot from stage sort of like, oh, you know, bigger than yourself. Chiropractic is bigger than yourself. It's like all about chiropractic. And to me, it feels sometimes like in the name of chiropractic, which like that instantly will make me just no, no, thank you. It reminds me of very much religion in the name of something like you, it's very, very controlling. It feels controlling to me. And what happens sometimes is like, I get really excited about, you know, helping students and chiropractic. But when I feel like sometimes it's taking too much of my energy, 
I just sort of like detach and don't want to do it. So if you've noticed, we've backed off the podcast a little bit because I was feeling a little overwhelmed and like that chiropractic was taking too much of my time. So, but it really is a perspective because this weekend I went to Mile High, which was very helpful. It's very helpful to go to um, chiropractic seminars. And one thing that Rochelle Knowles said, which I thought was great just for me personally, was that she just realized that you can just have fun doing anything. And what I have changed my perspective is like, well, I do have fun around chiropractors and I do have fun with students and I really, really like it. And so the perspective, just a little perspective shift of like, oh, this isn't like work that's controlling me. It's I get to do this and it's, and I want to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. You have to have a balance. And if you just are all in about chiropractic all the time, I think that can be very challenging, especially for me. So just having that balance and that perspective shift. Yeah, I think talking about perspective is really important because when I first graduated, um, came out of school, again, I had this huge sense of mission. How am I going to, you know, have the biggest impact, see the most people, you know, really play a huge role in the upper cervical world and uh, started my own practice and, you know, really struggled and struggled finding a balance between yeah, maybe this is like a big picture mission, but I really lost myself in that and felt like I wasn't nourishing my personal goals and my personal values. And, you know, like Allison said, kind of getting lost in the name of chiropractic. And it, it made me bitter for a while and it made me feel like a failure and it made me question a lot of things, um, not just professionally, but in my personal life of you know, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what do I, what do I need to do to get myself on the right track and feel fulfilled? And now I really focus more on what my life feels like, as opposed to what it might look like. I think for a lot of people, it's, you know, satisfying to say, oh, I have my own practice, I'm running my own business. And it was cool to do that. But it wasn't fulfilling, because I sacrificed my freedom and my personal life again, in the name of chiropractic. And I felt like I was doing the morally right thing, but that's not always true for everybody. I think it's important to really look within and figure out what it is that you actually need out of your career and out of your profession, you know, to, to live a satisfying life. That's been a hard lesson for me. Yeah. And, you know, this, this weekend I was on the success panel, which was like, but mostly students kind of stay afterwards, young docs, and they ask questions. And, you know, one of the things I was really trying to get across to them was like, you have to know what you actually want. First of all, be an associate. And the, I mean, I, I think I like, that's the like kind of message I will die on is like be an associate. Even if you think you can open your own practice, be an associate. Now don't get me wrong. There's terrible associate jobs out there. We've all heard about them, but there's also good jobs out there. And you know, chiropractors need to provide those good jobs. But the thing is, there's a lot of chiropractors who from stage will be like, I own my own practice. And they're like swallowed in debt and they've never taken a vacation and they're not actually making any money. And they would rather be poor and say they own their own practice than be successful and make money. Or even if they are making money, they're miserable. And you can be you know, successful and have a business and make a lot of money. But like, if you don't have a work-life balance to, you know, pour into your relationship and your family, and, you know, if you have kids or, you know, travel and, and reach these big goals that you have for yourself personally, then like, what's the point? 
of making a ton of money and having this huge practice. And I think for a lot of people, it's again, that show of like, oh, look what I have and look how successful I am. But like the reality is that stuff doesn't matter if you're not happy. Definitely. And like, you know, what we're trying to talk about today is, and again, if people who there are very successful people who own their practice, make money and have freedom. Like I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I feel like, uh, you know, I own my own practice. I see patients three days a week and we take lots of vacations. Now, could I make a lot more money? Sure. Absolutely. I could, but I would much rather today's Wednesday right now. And we're hanging out in sweats and just quickly doing this podcast. Um, and I'm not in the practice. And that makes me that makes me personally really happy. Now, some will argue, well, it makes me really happy to see patients. Great. If that if that was truly what makes you happy and you want to work six days a week, I'm not here to tell you that that's not something that makes you happy. But I will say a lot of people pretend that that's what makes them happy because that's what they should say and that they're really worried about, you know, what people will say about them. So, you know, we're just trying to have you guys understand. First, I would take an Enneagram test to figure out where you are because it's how you view the world and what makes you happy. Because here's the thing. If you don't work on, if you don't figure out what makes you happy and why you want to do things, you will either A, get into practice. Maybe you're successful, but you will burn out very quickly because you're just doing it because you're supposed to be doing it. Or you're going to grind and grind and grind and nothing's going to work because you're actually not serving yourself and your own happiness. I think for me, I really had to figure out how to satisfy this sense of mission and this kind of responsibility that I feel like I have to help and lead the upper cervical profession, but also do what I want and live my life. And that's very challenging. You know, it's not an easy thing to do. And you really have to do some hard work and really look inside to figure out what is it that I want to do versus like, what is it that, you know, maybe I'm expected to do or like society is pressuring me to do. But when you find that balance and you figure out how you can, you know, serve that bigger mission, but also feel fulfilled and sleep at night. I mean, you, you've really hit the jackpot and yeah, that very likely isn't going to be running a massive practice and seeing 500 people a week. And that's okay. I, I think so many people think they have to have their own office and they have to have these certain things to be successful. And it's just not true. And if we keep perpetuating that lie, then more and more people, more and more chiropractors are going to feel like failures and they're going to feel miserable and they're going to get burnt out. And I really want to push that message of like, you can create your own path and kind of build your own lifestyle. And if it doesn't revolve around chiropractic and seeing patients 24 seven, like that is okay. And good for you too, for, for figuring that out for yourself and, and, you know, honoring your values. Yeah. And I think that this is, it's, it's helpful in all aspects of life to know yourself, um, you know, and knowing, so, you know, Nora and I, I know that she's a one, she knows I'm an eight. And when we start having personal conflict in our relationship, it's almost always because that, part of you is not feeling served. And the nice thing about like, if you take this uh, personality test, it shows you like who you are at your best. It will also show you who you are at your worst. And for me, like what I tend to do is like completely just like, you know, screw this. I'm not doing anything. I, I'm all about myself. And I don't care about anyone else like that. Me at my worst, that's what happens. Um, and then Nora, when she starts yeah. to go down. That. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like me at my worst is 
just having a lot of spiraling emotions and feelings. And again, just like feeling like a total failure. And uh, I get really down on myself. I tend to nitpick, you know, I point out all of my flaws and all of the problems in my life. And in, you know, whether it's practice or personal and yeah, just, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and this should be better and this should be better. And it's really exhausting. And in order to pull myself out of that, you know, I really have to focus on the right and what's going well. Um, otherwise, I can just, you know, go down that spiral of self-criticism forever. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, it's not what's interesting is it's actually not hard to get out of these kind of spirals that you have. Um, it's usually just a perspective shift. And so for me, this weekend, um, being at Mile High was super helpful. So thank you. Danny and Michelle for having that. And um, it was just kind of like, it was very clear to me the things that were sort of making me miserable. Um, I would say my, my Australian rules football team has made me insane this year. And I couldn't figure out exactly why. And all of a sudden just like lights went on. And the reality, what it is, is my values are not the values of the club. So then therefore when I'm trying to get this team to win and, you know, like trying all of my effort to make it as best as they can be, but they don't have the same values that I do that that's going to be a clash. And it just, in, in the end, just made me and is making me, you know, just really frustrated. But since I like realized that I was like, okay, um, that's just what it is. I'm going to see it to the end of the season. I'm not going to put any more energy into it. And I mean, I'm going to play hard and, you know, run practice and the stuff that I said I was going to do, but I'm not trying to, I was trying to change the culture. There's just no way that I can do that. And you'll see that in practice a lot of times is that you'll have patients that are coming into your office that don't fit and you're trying to change their worldview by beating them over the head with chiropractic. And then you just become frustrated and they become frustrated because you can't change someone's worldview. Something has to happen, like a traumatic thing for someone to actually change their worldview. You're not going to sit them down in your chiropractic lecture and all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, yes, of course, I see it the way that you do. That just doesn't happen. So why don't you just try to attract people to your office that already have your worldview that fit into your office? That's much, much easier. And then getting those people to replicate themselves, meaning referrals, um, that's going to be a lot easier for you. Um, it's not that chiropractic isn't for everyone. It's just that you're not for everyone and that's okay. Yeah. Huge emphasis on the, you're not for everyone and that's okay. Um, I think, you know, being a young doctor and coming out of school, you, you want to help everybody and you want to serve everybody and you will bang your head against the wall trying to do that. And it's much more peaceful and much more uh, genuine if you work with people who want to work with you. Um I think for me, you know, kind of my perspective perspective shift and my ability to get out of tough times and because I know and understand my Enneagram and my personality is really focusing on what I'm doing well. Um, a lot of the times if I have a bad month, like this past month, man, it's it has sucked. But you know what? There are so many things that I have stayed consistent with and I'm doing so well and I'm proud of myself. And I know that the reward of those things are eventually going to come around rather than focusing on, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? What am I missing? Like, 
what do I need to do to, you know, force these people into my office? And of course, there are always additional things I can do. You know, I can send more emails, I can host more classes and try to reach more people. But just the mental perspective shift of focusing on what I'm doing well and sometimes to the extent of creating a list of like, what are the awesome things that I've done this month um, really helps me avoid that spiral of feeling like a failure or feeling like I'm doing something wrong. And almost, I mean, it's almost inevitable that the following month is going to come back stronger and better because of the seeds that I've planted in the the so-called bad month. Um, so I'm very excited for next month. I mean, it's got to be good. It can be yeah. worse. <laughs> well, what's interesting that happens, um, and this happens a lot when you're younger in practice, is like, well, Nora had like a record-breaking month the like month before. So it, the swing of that, it makes it feel worse, right? So it's like when you are, when you have a record month, and you're like, oh man, I'm going to blow this out of the water. And then the next month is not that way. It just, that emotionally that's why you should be an associate because what she has support, you know, for, from Katie to be like, Hey, that happens, happens to me still. It's totally normal. And then I'm here also for her to say, yep, that happens all the time. So the emotional swing of practice, I think that's the hardest part because you'll have like, you'll be crushing it. And then the next second you just like, for whatever reason. And I personally like to tank a month. When I see my month going really shitty, what I'll do is like, let's say it's the last week of the month. I will just start scheduling patients for the following month because I'm like, you know what? This month is crashing and burning. So Mm -hmm. I might as well make next month really, really awesome. And so like that, when I draw that like hard line, it just, it also is like a do-over. Every month you get a do-over. Yeah. It it is really nice to kind of have, yeah, a reset at the beginning of each month. And, and two, again, focusing on the things that I'm doing well and like, okay, maybe I can't turn this month around, you know, it's like almost the end of September. So I can't turn this month around. But what can I do right now in my downtime to make sure and guarantee that next month is going to be great, you know, sending more emails, connecting with more healthcare providers, um, pushing internal referrals, you know, getting reviews and doing these things that make me feel very productive, make me feel successful, you know, make me feel like I'm really doing a lot and being very efficient, even though I don't have, you know, a ton of new patients lined up. Um, and again, that that really helps me avoid that sense of failure and that sense of doing something wrong. And it really satisfies my sense of mission as well. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it, it's definitely easier to manage the highs and lows when you know how to navigate your own mindset and personality. So time for some good news. So the reality is, I know we talked about some stuff that's not fun practice, but the big shift that I typically get, typically get is when I'm like, man, most people hate their job. Most people, yeah. <laughs> you'll find that in your, in your practice. That's, that's why they love coming to see you because you're like fired up and stoked and you're like happy. Um, so like just the, just the small percentage of people in America that like what they do very, very small. So right there, you're winning. Uh, two, you know, being a chiropractor, typically most chiropractors work, you know, four days a week, very few work like six or five, I would say some do, but a lot of times you have a lot of more freedom. And sometimes in the beginning, you're spending that extra time working on your business, which is good. Um, and then just also like, uh, your health, like you're just so much healthier than the average person. 
And well, that means that you get to actually enjoy life. So like living a chiropractic lifestyle is pretty amazing. Um, so when you have these perspective shifts, like, yes, I will trade a hundred times over. I will trade, you know, having a couple bad months and like feeling like I'm tearing my hair out. And then, you know, it always comes around and works out. I would rather have those ups and downs than like a grind every single day where I'm like spending my time on the computer looking for a job, which is what most people do at their jobs is looking for another job, which is just absolutely absurd. So, you know, there's a lot of good here, but I do want to point out the realities because I feel like it gets just washed over all the time. You know, you hear things from the stage, like if you love what you do, you won't work a day in your life, which is absurd. Like, yes, you are going to enjoy your life much, much more and you're going to enjoy work, but there are days that just suck, man. And that's just the reality. It's okay. But that happens and you should actually feel it and embrace it so that you can reset and recharge. That's really it today. Unless uh, Dr. Noor has anything else that she would like to add. Yeah. I think putting things into perspective and realizing that, um, you know, you're, you're always going to have some, some lows with the highs, but if you can put yourself in a situation where you are experiencing mostly highs and you're experiencing an overall satisfaction in life and not specifically satisfaction in practice or with your work, but overall in life. And if you put yourself in a position where you are fulfilled personally, you know, with your relationships, that pours so much into your job and your career. And, you know, if you're taking care of yourself mentally and physically and you're feeling healthy and feeling energized, you will bring that energy into your office and create this environment of health and energy and and wellness and positivity. And you will build such a positive, thriving practice. And it will be sustainable as well, as opposed to, you know, having your nose to the grindstone, just trying to do all of this back-end nitty-gritty stuff. And then when you're with patients, you're so distracted, you know, and so stressed out. And finding that balance of being able to live in the same energy that you want to bring to your patients uh, is is really amazing. And I encourage you to make that your big mission in life and your big mission as a chiropractor to really live that that chiropractic lifestyle in and out of the office. Uh, it's it's really beautiful and it's really satisfying when you find that sweet spot. And I hope that everybody can find that sweet spot. All right, guys, that's all we got for you today. Thanks, Doc, for being on the podcast. Thanks, Doc, for having me. <laughs> all right, guys, uh, this is Cultivating Success. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me on Instagram or uh, through email. I'll leave the those things below. Yeah, I will always be honest with you and answer any questions that you have. And I will see you later. Bye.